You're listening to The Good GP, the podcast for busy GPs. Hello and welcome to The Good GP. I'm Sean Stevens, and before we start, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on where this podcast is recorded. I'm on Wajuk Country in the Noongar Nation, and my guests are on Gadigal and Wurundjeri Country, respectively. I pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. So everyone's talking about AI as the future. Recently, I've started using a medical transcription tool called Liebird Health, and I've been amazed with the results. Today, I'm talking to Kai Van Leeshout, the co-founder and CEO of Liebird Health. Kai's previously worked at St. Vincent's Hospital's Aiken Head Centre for Medical Discovery and at Tesla Motors in California. My other guest is Dr. Ryan Vo. Ryan is a practising GP and co-CEO of Nuvo Health Medical Centre Group. He has an interest in lifestyle medicine and is an advisor to health tech startups, including Liebird Health. Welcome, Kai and Ryan. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks for having us. Cool. Kai, if I can start with you first, we can all type medical notes. What exactly is a medical transcription tool and how is it different to something like Dragon Dictate? Yeah, definitely. So something like Dragon Dictate and the conventional transcription services that everyone's probably used to is something that takes down word for word what you've said into it. But AI scribe systems like Liabird, very, very different. So the way Liabird works is it will ambiently transcribe an entire doctor-patient consult in the background. So you don't have to really have any specific time post or during the consult directly dictating and spending time creating these documentation. And then when you're done your consult, you can click a button that says basically end consult and Liabird will take that transcript, so the full context of the consult and feed it into a large language model. And then it will automatically generate all your notes with full context of the entire conversation. And then what we can do after that is also generate things like referrals and patient letters that are like hyper-specific to that consult and personalized to that patient as well in around 10 seconds. Yeah, I must admit, I when I first started using it, I was pretty amazed with what it was able to generate. It edits out all of the chit-chat about the weekend and the kid's birthday and so forth, and then just captures the key clinical bits of the consultation. It's really, really quite amazing what it can do. So Kai, you've got a vision as both a health consumer and a tech startup for Liebird Health. Can you please explain what your vision is for our listeners? Yeah, certainly. So the problem for Liebird came about late last year when I needed to see a doctor urgently. And I was like, great, this will be fine. I'll just go get an appointment. But I ended up calling every single specialist in that field across Melbourne and was universally told that everyone was booked out for 18 months at the very least because they were just all so busy. And I also found out that people like yourself, Sean and Ryan, are spending two hours a day at least on paperwork and notes away from patients and just doing this documentation work. And to me, this just seems so obscene that you have people like yourselves who spend seven plus years studying in university and five minutes of your time right can be so transformational for so many patients. And you're effectively doing kind of admin work for that much of your day. And so the goal with Liebert and like our mission really is that people like yourselves and healthcare practitioners should be spending just about 100% of their time looking at patients in the eye and delivering great care because that's what you went to university and that's what you studied and worked so hard to do. This kind of documentation stuff shouldn't be what you're doing and that should be taking care of you. And so our goal with Liebird is to empower practitioners to actually do their job and like the slogan we have is practice medicine, not paperwork. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's interesting because, you know, I've been using it for probably six weeks now. I got my registrar to sit in with me and it's a standard part of my practice. And she was amazed. I had the patient sitting there and I focused on the patient 
the whole time. And it wasn't until the patient left the room that I hit the stop button and then the notes came out and then I just copy and paste into it. And she's like, this is great. So she was actually, she was so impressed that she's going to start using it. So I thought that was a real eye-opener for me. Ryan, you're also using Lybird Health. As an end user, what have you found to be the biggest benefits? Thanks for having me on, Sean. Yeah, look, as a practitioner, I found that the biggest benefits have been obviously the significant time saving. The notes are more comprehensive and there's improved patient engagement. So ultimately, it means that myself and my colleagues are able to take our lunch breaks or, and leave on time. And there's a peace of mind knowing that the notes have captured the most critical points. And uh, I've been able to be more present with my patients and build greater rapport instead of staring at a screen for the consultation. An example is one of our doctors commented to me that he's saving at least an hour a day from having to no longer have to stay back and type up his notes. And also some of our other colleagues, particularly the digital non-native doctors who don't touch type, it's been a real game changer for them. Yeah, look, it's interesting. One thing I have found, I still have to read through, definitely my notes are more comprehensive but I still have to read through it, I find, because occasionally you'll mention something and it might be relatively brief, but medico-legally it's very important, like you warn about, I don't know, a complication of something and you want that documented. doesn't always pick up everything 100%, so I find I still need to read it before I copy and paste, but it's definitely saving me time as well. Okay, so there are always risks with new technology. Kai, what are the biggest risks of using AI and what should we be aware of when asking any transcription service that we're thinking of using? Yeah, certainly. So I'll start off with the risks and probably the greatest one is the kind of like software as a medical device and the TGA regulations that are actually like kind of were quite proactive in this space. And they stipulate that effectively software can't make active recommendations or influence patient outcomes without being registered as a software as a medical device. So the key thing here is that these large language models and AI systems should not be influencing patient outcomes directly within the consult unless they've gone through a regulatory process. And so anything that comes up in Liabird, we do that post-consult, as you'd know, Sean. And it's really important that any potential errors in the AI can't influence patient care and that it's more of a co-pilot that's there to assist you post-consult with your documentation. And then in terms of the document privacy and security, that's another really important stuff. So in terms of locality of data, that's really essential. So making sure that all data is kept onshore and it's also processed onshore in Australia and that the scope of that processing is limited to in-house servers. So you're not using external APIs and services for that. For example, you're using on-prem instances of these models. And then also having really sorry, secure for encryption. Our, so, sorry, Kai, for our non-technical listeners, on-prem, you're talking about on Australian shore servers. Is that what you're referring to there? Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I'll definitely clarify that. Thanks, Sean. So what that means is basically instead of using something like ChatGPT, which is an external server sitting in some warehouse somewhere, anywhere in the world, you effectively have your own server. And that could be something like AWS or Azure that you license from them, but it's your instance loaded up there. And so you have control over the data that gets sent into there and the accessibility of anything you put into these models, right? So it's really, you can imagine about controlling the physical infrastructure of where these models occur, but then also who can access it as well is really important. And then foundationally, redaction is a huge component in this as well. So what we do is we take this transcript and we do it in real time during the consult. 
And so what this looks like is we're not storing huge batches of audio for consults and processing that later or sending it offshore. We will transcribe it in real time, almost as if someone's listening to a conversation and then writing it down. And then that audio is immediately deleted. And then we take that text transcript and we move patient identifying information like names, for example. And so desensitizing that information at the source level is really crucial. And that's something that's different to a lot of the other transcription services. Is that That's my understanding. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct, Sean. So kind of having the full end-to-end of making sure they do everything in Australia and also have the full encryption and the reduction of patient identifying information as well is relatively complex and it takes some infrastructure to set up. So there's only a handful, if any, other services that can provide that full level of data privacy. Okay. Yeah, which I think, you know, is very, very important for confidence for clinicians. Okay, thank you. Kai and Ryan, where do you see this headed in the future? Because this is still at it in its infancy. Perhaps if I throw to you first, Kai, where do you see this headed in the next 12, 24 months? Yeah, so I think where it's going now is it's really has the aim for us, at least internally at Liberd, to have exactly as I said at the start, the goal of automating everything that you do, Sean and Ryan, as a GP that's not patient-facing. So any task you do that draws you away from patients and delivering great care is something that we really want to take out of your workflow and because it, it just shouldn't be stuff that you're doing. So I think AI, first in healthcare, will automate the worst jobs that doctors just hate doing, which is great. And we see it really acting as a co-pilot for physicians and empowering them to see more patients, deliver better care and enjoy their job more as opposed to something that would replace them ever. Mm. And look, integrating with our practice software would be amazing. Are there any thoughts about doing that into the future? Yeah, there are certainly some integrations in the horizon. I can't talk about them, obviously, specifically, but we have some definite partnerships in the works to provide that integration, yeah. Okay, that's brilliant. What about you, Ryan? You're a bit of a tech expert as a GP. Where do you see this headed? I wouldn't call myself a tech expert, I mean... I've just upgraded my iPhone because it wouldn't allow me to uh, install any apps because it's so outdated. Um, (laughs) Your iPhone falls out of date. (laughs) I see AI essentially not only will AI be able to help practices streamline processes and reduce operating expenses, I think it would also become a unique selling point in recruitment and retention of doctors, specifically for the clinicians. I think it's an automation tool that will aid clinicians to enhance their patient care. And I think there's lots of things within general practice that that could be improved. For example, the pre-consult triage could occur where an AI tool could capture patient information before the consultation and also potentially screen or provide questionnaires that would be useful for the GP prior to the consult. And there's also opportunities for post-consult engagement. So that's whether it's sending patients the summary of the consult or medical resources, as well as ongoing engagement in between consults. For example, prompting a patient about a reminder or or checking in on a patient. I think that some AI tools in America are already doing that, that's really proactive in continuing that care outside of the consult rooms. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Something we're working on, and that's really like hitting the nail on the head, Ryan, is sending out, for example, digital DAS21s 
to patients where you've got a mental health care plan appointment pre-consult. And so doing that pre-consult and then automatically loading it into your notes and your records for that appointment and then generating a mental health care plan as well. So streamlining that workflow pre and post-consult. That is one of the things I've found most useful about Liberd Health is the patient notes. When you've got a complex set of instructions for a patient, you generate your notes, but then there's also the patient letter. And like you go, oh, I want you to start this blood pressure tablet at half tablet a day for four days and then up to a full tablet and then in two weeks get a blood test and then start some blood pressure recordings and see me in four weeks. And patient's forgotten that before you finish the sentence. But the AI tool will actually write everything and step that out and it's just copy and paste into a letter that I then email to the patient. And I've, I've found that invaluable in the right patient cohort. Yeah, I was just saying the future, we're really just at the beginning stages of AI, aren't we? And so I feel like we're really only limited by our imagination at this stage. And there's a a real need for clinicians to work with tech builders so that we can create the tools that will take general practice to that next level. Mm, Definitely. Look, this is exciting times, guys. Look, thank you so much, Kai and Ryan, for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'm uh, really looking forward to seeing where this technology takes us. Thank you very much, Sean. It's been great speaking with you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Good GP Podcast, a proud member of the Talking Health Tech Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribed on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or would like to contact the Good GP, send an email to thegoodgp at gmail.com. The content of this podcast represents the opinions of the Good GP, hosts and guests of the show. The content is aimed at general practitioners working in the Australian context and is not intended to represent medical advice. Any listeners experiencing symptoms or who have concerns about their health should seek advice from a registered health professional. We make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate and up to date at the time of recording, but welcome any feedback or corrections. The content of this podcast is general in nature and does not refer to specific patient management. We recommend all health professionals review local and up-to-date guidelines prior to any clinical decisions. 